Welcome to Reversing Hashimoto show. I am your show host Dr. Anshul Gupta, the world expert in Hashimoto's disease. I help people reverse their thyroid conditions by making personalized functional medicine plans. You can work with me with any part of the country now by making virtual functional medicine appointments. To book an appointment, look at the show notes. In this show, I am going to get experts from all over the world. who are going to share latest information that will help you to reclaim your life back from dreadful thyroid disease so welcome here and we have today with us lovely dr lisa ososki how are you doing Hello. i am doing great thank you for having me oh wonderful pleasure having you here but let me first introduce you to our people so dr lisa is a chiropractor naturopath and keto lifestyle expert known to travel across the world to meet friends for dinner and rack up frequent flyer miles when she's not adjusting spines in a chiropractic office she's passionately making healthy living simple through her podcast her online courses virtual summits and individual coaching so everyone can achieve a vibrant level of health she maintains a wellness chiropractic office in chelsea michigan and made history in 2012 when she was elected the first female to serve on the executive committee of the Michigan Association of Chiropractors and became the first female president of the association in January 2021 her mission is to help inspire people to become even healthier and live vibrant lives so that they can be the role models for their families and communities this is the reason she founded the american institute of healthy living in 2017 to help make healthy living simple You can find her podcast Healthy Living Simple on all the platforms. Wonderful Dr. Lisa, welcome over here again. That is a great great CV that you have over here. Thank you. <laughs> Just trying to make my ding in the universe, right? Like <laughs> Oh yes, no, you are you are doing so awesome work, you know, I cannot even imagine all the good stuff that you are doing. And I'm really excited to talk about keto with thyroid diseases because, you know, A lot of my patients, you know, try to do keto and they have failed miserably. And a lot of people feel that keto is the worst diet for thyroid patients. So we want to go into all those myths and want to kind of let people know how to do the keto the right way. We would like to hear your story of what happened to you. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, I absolutely love it because I feel like it's a myth that even my colleagues out there, um, and I'll dig into how my story has continued. You know, five years after the story in. initiated um but my colleagues you know educated people that are like you can't do keto with thyroid so we're going to bust through all those myths but my my story really started with um you know i've always been this wellness practitioner in my office um for my community i wanted to be the role model and i was that girl 20 years ago um starting out in practice eating you know perfectly doing paleo before paleo was a word um doing high intensity exercise and this is not just because i figured things out this was because of a role model that i had within the chiropractic community he did a wellness diplomate and so he always looked at how our ancestors lived and he goes if you thought of it paleolithic era like they ate for the seasons right um they did short bursts of activity they weren't running marathons and so this is what i was doing um and to be honest with you like I was struggling with my weight to the point that I would sit there and we do healthy living 30 day classes like you know all of the stuff the names of the whole 30 like all of those programs 
where I was not eating sugar and my patients would, I felt judged. They never said it to me, but I felt judged because I thought they would look at me and be like, you know what? You're fat, but you're telling me you're not eating sugar. Like something's not going there. So for me, and again, any of the ladies that are listening, you can get this. Like we first have to be okay with ourselves, regardless of size, regardless of what other people are saying. Because for me, I did it the wrong, like I was so worried that I wasn't sexy enough for the guy, like all the baloney that we feed ourselves. So what I did in 2016 is I did everything that I knew was wrong but I did it because I wanted to be quote unquote skinny. So, you know, it was as intermittent fasting was a brand new thing. So I kept following all the male bloggers out there telling everybody how to do intermittent fasting. I was doing super strict, like low calorie keto, like basically one meal a day again. And you're sitting here thinking as, as an MD, like you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Oh, I know I was doing it all wrong, but I wanted to be skinny. And so I lost weight, but I lost my health, right? Like absolutely lost my health. You know exactly what happened. Like my hormones tanked. I had no energy to get through the day. And what really hit me was when I sat getting my hair cut one day and my hairstylist looked at me and said, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, she's a good friend of mine. I was like, what? Like, do I have a bald spot back there? And she goes, let me spin you around. And I was losing chunks of hair. And at that point, like, even now that just makes my stomach go, oh my gosh, like, you know, five years later, seven, how many years later is that? Six years later, like it's all come back. My health is you know, I'm better now than I ever have been better in my health in my forties than I ever was in my twenties or my thirties. But that was my rock bottom part. And then I remember being at seminars and all these guys would walk up to me and they're like, you look so great. You are so sexy now. And I sat there thinking like, I want to punch you because yeah, you know what? I did this. I, I did this. I achieved that status of like, oh, she's skinny, but I was so unhealthy. And when I was digging through trying to figure out why was this happening to me? Every time, you know, I would do the intermittent fasting and you follow these male bloggers, they're like, you know what? You're just doing it wrong. Like you need to do it. You need to fast longer. You're eating too much. You need. And so at that point, it was like something is off because there were other women and we all were having the same issues. And now we know women need to do things differently. But back at that time period, those male bloggers were like, no, until one of the big name male bloggers, his wife started having the same issues. And he started saying, time out, maybe women need to do it differently. Well, you think, of course, because our hormones are changing 28 days out of the month. Of course, we need to do it differently. That's how I figured this out, right? Because from that one extreme I went back and was like, I have got to get myself out of this hole. And like I said, I was able to, but um, once I figured it out, I'm like, we've got to share this with other women because I don't want any, I don't want my worst enemy to go through what I went through. Like sitting there that day, finding that I had lost tons of hair. Like I had to wear my hair in a ponytail for a year because I was scared to death that if the wind blew the wrong way, somebody would see the spot that was down here. And, you know, I don't share that a lot. Like, and it's one of those things that's only come out in the last year that I've been sharing that. That was like my worst point. And like I said, my stomach still flips when I think of it because I did it to myself. <laughs> like, I did it to myself. Wow. So first off, ladies, let's be okay with ourselves, regardless of size, regardless what somebody else is saying about you. Like, stop it. We need to be a-okay with ourselves and we need to treat ourselves really good. Right. So that's Absolutely. not keto, but yeah. that's where we need to start at. Oh no, I agree with that. You know, I think a lot of, you know, listeners would relate to your story. Because mm -hmm. I hear these stories with my clients each and every day. I did this to myself. Oh, you know, like I've been judged every day. 
or I'm not eating at all, still, you know, like I'm not losing weight or I've lost too much and I have whole tons of problems now because of it. So all mm-hmm. of those issues that you dealt with and, you know, absolutely correct that, you know, women need to be dealt things in a different fashion because their body is different. Their hormonal system is much more complex than us yes. males. So absolutely things need to be differently. So I'm glad that you are doing this good work and, you know, you are sharing this with all these females who wants to do keto, but they have no idea how to do it. So let's talk a little bit more about the keto and, you know, things that you want to share with us. Yeah. So here's the deal. Like keto or ketosis is your body's adaptation to like a lesser food environment, right? Um, it was your body's natural adaptation in paleolithic era that we had time periods of feasting and we had time periods of famine. So like to get back to the basics, that's what it was. And ketosis is your body's way of burning fat for fuel. We can burn glucose, we can burn sugar, or we can burn ketones. And I always tell people, just go into your, whatever browser we use now, right? People are like, no, I don't use Google. So if you use whatever, whatever browser you use, go to it and type in keto and blah, 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 whatever you want. And there is so much amazing research out there now. So here's the deal. Every single organ of your body loves ketones, including your brain loves ketones. Your liver doesn't utilize ketones because it makes the ketones. So when we start to decrease our carbohydrate count, so think of like winter time when there's not a lot of carbs out there, like we don't have sugar or sugar, we don't have fruit growing on trees at that point. But when we have a lesser carbohydrate count, your body says, okay, so we're not going to burn sugar right now or glucose. Let me flip gears and let's start burning some fat. So everybody knows the last few years, keto is a huge buzzword for fat loss, right? Like everybody loves the keto diet. And so people will say, you know, I tried it. I went from wherever I was at. I cut my carbs. It was miserable. I won't ever do it again. Right. Cause we hear it all the time. And so what happens is if your body has been so used to running on sugar, because we all are typical American diet, we have a very high carbohydrate diet. We have lots of breads, lots of pastas, cereals, grains as our base in our diet our body is used to burning this. And now all of a sudden we hear, we saw, you know, Dr. Lisa on the summit, we're like, I'm going to do keto. And tomorrow you cut your carbs to less than 20 grams of carbs, which is what a typical keto guideline will say. You're going to be miserable. There are so many things. I don't know how far you want to go down the, like the rabbit hole on this one, but here's the deal is that sugar is addictive. A there's so many different aspects to it. So when you cut it cold Turkey, sometimes people are having some issues. Second thing, your body's been used to running on glucose and running on sugar for fuel for years. And you just said no more. And it's saying, I don't know what to do right now. You're not feeding me. I know I know how to do this, but I'm not ready to do this yet. Right. So you have that transition. And this is what gets nicknamed that keto flu where people feel miserable. And so we need to be able to like kind of push through that because once you get into that state of ketosis, typically it takes people about three days to really do that. Some people might take a little bit longer. It's an amazing state of energy. There's a brain clarity that happens just by burning fat for fuel at that point. Um, so it's an amazing, amazing, just healthy way of eating. It helps to decrease inflammation. And especially those of us dealing with Hashimoto's, because this is the other part of the story I didn't tell you, is that all of a sudden last year, I started doing some lab numbers on me and lo and behold, my antibodies had gone up, right? So I was then diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So what is funny in this perspective, as I said, with my colleagues and made it, I kind of, I kept it quiet for a while because it was like, 
man. And, and I can figure out, I know exactly what has happened, what triggered it. Um, but when I shared it on social media, I had colleagues reach out to me. They're like, Lisa, it's because you're doing keto. Like, oh, little do you know, I'm sitting here thinking they obviously don't listen to my podcast because they don't know that I also cycle keto, which is an important part in this. And so again, going back to our ancestors, we were in feasting time periods and then we had famine time periods. We were never in famine forever. We were never in feasting forever. We need to cycle our carbohydrates. And so I teach that with all of our clients and how we do this, you know, strategically for women. Um, I have a little three-prong approach. We can dig into that um, if you want to, um, just to make it easy and simple for people and keep it sustainable. I uh, love stealing a little thing from Tony Robbins. (laughs) So because we see it all the time, right? Like who doesn't? We all steal Tony (laughs) Robbins stuff. But how many of us you know, think back to our children. And if you don't like, I don't have kids, but I can think of my niece when she was learning to walk, she would stumble, she would fall, she'd scrape up her knees, she'd get back up and she'd do it again. Right. Never once did my sister look down at her, you know, looked at her daughter or neither did I ever look at my niece and say, you know what? I just don't think she's ever going to walk, but we do it all the time. You know what? I tried healthy living once. Hey, I tried keto once. It's just not for me. I get it all the time in the chiropractic office. I tried chiropractic once. So I always tell people, I'm like, so did you try dentistry too? And then you just left? Like, you know, so did you try really healthy living? Or maybe we do stumble and fall, but we can get back up again. So if you've tried keto once and it was too hard, there's probably some reasons why. Because first off, we're never aware as to how much we're actually eating until we pay attention to it. And so I always have people start tracking. Let's figure out how many carbohydrates we're actually eating every day because we more than likely are addicted. We are, you know, this is a sugar addiction. I mean, there is research out there where they show the areas of the brain that sugar will light up. It's the same as heroin addiction, right? Like it's strong. And so we've got to be able to break that addiction. But if we're eating two, three, 400 grams of carbohydrates each day, and you are going to 20, because this is what Dr. Google said to do, you are going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. So we've got to have that awareness. We've got to be able to taper our carbs down. So that way it'll make sure that we succeed at the end. And then most importantly, like I said, for women, especially we cycle our carbohydrates. And I really, for women that are still having periods, I really have them follow their cycle. And we start to increase our carbs when we start to crave them because your body is so intelligent and it's giving you signals all the time. Right. But it's, you know, the whole intuitive eating. I hate that. Right. Because when people are like, I want to eat a box of Twinkies. No, that's not, that's just stupidity. nobody's innate intelligence is telling them to eat a box of Twinkies, right? However, when you're like, wow, I could really go for a sweet potato right now. Your body is innately telling you, I kind of need some more carbohydrates. And then we play around also with how we're, we're exercising with that. Like, you know, I just did a really uh, heavy weight workout with my, for a leg workout. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do a little bit more carbohydrates today because I want to help refuel too. So I know we've thrown a lot of stuff Right. Where, where would you like to go? <laughs> Let's talk about this cyclical keto because, you know, like, so people would have questioned is that, you know, if they are cycling their carbohydrates, will they not come out of ketosis? You know, that is the question that a lot of people have it. So can you tell us more about it? Yes, and for sure. Because um, how about this? Cycling carbs, because people know me as a cycling carb girl, um, I will get text messages. So I've been in keto for like three days now. When do I cycle carbs? Okay, not now. <laughs> 
right? Like we first off, if we're dealing with any type of health issues, um, if we're looking for fat loss, which again, let's get real, like those of us dealing with Hashimoto's, like our poor thyroid is struggling. And so we want to help build and nourish with really good foods, which I love keto this way because you're getting good quality fats. You're getting good quality whole foods. And we're taking out the inflammatory aspect of our carbohydrates, you know? And so I love this. We're, we're building, we're nourishing that thyroid gland. We're giving our body the love. We're giving our thyroid the love that it needs right now. All right. And we're telling that immune system, Hey, got, guess what? We got this. You don't have to continue to attack my thyroid. Like we got it. So cycling your carbohydrates is not going to be right when you start. I want you to get into the groove and you're testing your ketone levels or you're peeing on a stick. Oh, this is something we need to talk about too, because there are three different types of ketones. All right. So initially when we start, we all go get the um, little urine sticks from the drugstore. Right. And so we're in ketosis and we're so excited that that stick turns. And then at some point we're working really hard and it's not changing anymore. And it's so frustrating because we're doing everything right. Right. So here's a secret for you is that you're probably still in ketosis, but your body's actually utilizing those ketones. So to get kind of geeky and techie, there's, um, acetoacetate, there's acetone and there's beta hydroxybutyrate are three types of ketones. So the acetone people will notice like, yeah, I have that keto broth, right? Acetoacetate, we're peeing it out. The beta hydroxybutyrate is the beautiful ketone that is found in your blood that all of your organs love. So that's when we need to flip over to a good quality um, ketone meter, you know, so you can get the blood sugar meters. And I know you probably use this in your practice a lot too, right? But um, we want a good quality one. I had one that I, and I can't believe do you know this? Maybe you don't, um, that the FDA allows like a huge error rate on these meters. And so I was testing myself and my fasting blood sugar was a lot higher than what I I'm like, there is no way I'm like this. And that people give insulin on these, which I can't believe the FDA allows. I think it's like a 20% error rate, which is huge on numbers. Right. So anyways, you want to find a good quality keto meter. Um, but that's when you'll know, because, hey, guess what? You're, you're peeing on the stick. It's not changing colors anymore. More than likely, you're in a good, deep state of ketosis. So if you checked your blood, that beta-hydroxybutyrate number is going to look good. So this is when the magic is happening. This is when you're burning fat for fuel. Your body is loving all of the stuff. And I want people to stay in that state of ketosis for a little while, depending on how much you know fat you've got to lose, to be honest. Um, and then we start to look, and it's also dependent upon where the women where that woman is in her cycle. So as we start to really pay attention and getting in tune with our own bodies, it's typically that week before the period that most women are craving carbohydrates. I've seen some guys will be like, well, my wife, it's during her period or, you know, some it's this or whatever it is. Each lady knows, but I would say majority of us, it's that week before our period that we're craving those carbohydrates. And so that's when we start to increase those carbohydrates. And so this is when we can continue to test to see whether we are in ketosis or out of ketosis, because now guess what? If you've been in ketosis for a while, you can flip that switch in and out of keto. So you're using glucose, you're using fat, you're using, you know, sugar, you're using fat back and forth with your fuel. And that's when we call it fat adaptation, right? So how easy it is. And so that's what I've been able to find is like, I can go and travel and maybe have like a glass of wine with dinner, whatever else, like my good carbohydrates. And then the next day be back into ketosis 
which it's funny because I remember talking with a colleague about it. He's like, seriously? And I was like, well, I'll send you my numbers on Monday. Let's, I'll show you. And he was like, that's pretty impressive. And it's like, that is because that's how your body can adapt saying, okay, I got this. I can, I can burn these fuels. And so again, it didn't get there overnight for me. So I don't want people to jump in and start saying, well, she said to cycle my carbs around day seven, I'm going to do this now, give it a nice 30 days and then try it into the next month. But if you're going so amazing and you're feeling so amazing, then just continue to go to two to three months. But it is when people are doing it for months on end, super strict, less than 20 grams of carbs, and you're doing the six months when you're, yes, that's when this cannot be good for thyroid, right? Because, but, but again, how many people are actually that disciplined Mm-hmm. to do less, less than 20 grams of carbs for a full year, like 365 days and not cheat. Right. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, you know, there was also research which shows that, you know, the keto, if we do, you know, cycle it, it builds the resiliency in your body, especially mm-hmm. your mitochondria. And obviously that helps your mitochondria to regenerate and also improves their health. And obviously, you know, that, you know, leads to so many symptoms improvement. So I think that completely makes sense, you know, doing the cyclical way of keto and then definitely, you know, building the resiliency as well as, you know, improving uh, like the body's ability to handle these things. Yeah. And and definitely. And like I said, for how many of us probably have some sort of insulin resistance too, right? Like if we're dealing with Hashimoto's and so by eliminating all of this, you're going to help heal your body. And so that's what I love. And when I say that I cycle out of ketosis, it is not going and eating a piece like a chocolate cake. It's not going and you know, because I don't want you to think like it's those huge cheat days because going back to sugar is addictive. Mm-hmm. White sugar is addictive. This is why we always hear the stories of, you know, so-and-so lost 40 pounds and then she had a piece of birthday cake at her kid's birthday party and put it all back on within a month. Sugar is addictive. Do you give a crack addict a little bit of crack? Do you give an alcoholic a little bit of alcohol? We've got to look at white sugar as in this is an addiction. When I talk about cycling my carbohydrates, it's good, healthy carbs. It's going to be the sweet potato. It's going to be some brown rice, right? Like that's what I'm looking at. Absolutely. That makes absolute sense. But before we delve into more details, you know, we have not spoken about like what benefits actually keto has for thyroid patients, because, you know, yes, we can do keto and keto is good, but what specific benefits, you know, keto diet has for thyroid patients. Let's talk about a little bit more about that. So I think a couple of things first off we, and I'm going to keep it more simple than getting right straight into like all the cellular uh, mitochondrial health. Like we can totally do that too, but my whole mm-hmm. philosophy is healthy living simple. Right? right. So let's a look at the inflammation, right? Like all of us that are dealing with Hashimoto's, we look back at our pictures later and say, wow, I couldn't, can't believe how puffy I was. There's a systemic inflammation that's going on. So we know keto is amazing for the inflammatory aspect. So we can help with that. We're all kind of struggling with some weight issues too. So we're going to see that. But what I love, and especially we're all dealing with energy issues, right? Like (laughs) how do we get through that afternoon without an 18th cup of coffee? (laughs) So we, we want to be able to have clean burning a source of energy. And like I said, this is the brain clarity that comes about. This is when we can maybe like not necessarily need that nap for the afternoon, because I know like depend I've been there, right? Like when I, and I'm sure what I did in 2016 helped to contribute to the thyroid diagnosis later, right? Like I take my adrenals and we know the thyroid never goes until the adrenals are long gone. So this is why I like keto for so many different aspects, but it's also just helping to get rid of that inflammatory 
role in the body where we know inflammation causes so many issues in the body, right? Like we're going to see increases in cholesterol. We're going to see the achiness, the joint pain that so many Hashi patients end up with too. So if we can decrease that and decrease the carb count, you're not going to feel like you have two bricks for feet when you wake up in the morning as you're trying to walk across the living room, right? No, absolutely. I agree with that. You know, a lot of females, you know, come to see us for Hashimoto's and they say, oh, you know, I'm always puffy. I'm bloated. Or, you know, like I just retain so much water. I feel inflammation in my body. And I think, you know, like the keto diet is perfect answer for all of those things because by reducing inflammation, they feel so magically better with it. Um, it is. And like I said, then we're building and nourishing too, because we're getting the better quality foods too. Right. And so that's when um, we'll see that excess. And I don't think people understand that carbohydrates retain water. And so we'll see a lot of water loss at the beginning too. So it helps to get rid of some of that residual, just puffiness because we're cleaning up the diet, but then it's also helping at that underground level, that cellular level of really getting to the root cause of inflammation in the body. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so many females, you know, they always think about keto diet as just losing fat, right. You know, just losing weight but there's definitely so much more to it. You know, like the antibody levels goes down, the inflammation goes down, they feel amazing. You know, like your brain works like it's on steroids. You know, that's what I call, you know, like on keto diet, your brain is working so great. It is. And like you had just said, especially gluten, we know like gluten is such an issue for thyroid patients. Well, guess what? You're not going to be eating gluten. And it's not that you're doing gluten free, but the fact is like as a thyroid patient, you, you really shouldn't be doing gluten at all because of what's going on with the antibodies. And so you don't want that whole molecular mimicry that I'm sure somebody's talked about it within the summit, yeah. but you've got to eliminate gluten. Like you have to, if you really truly want to heal that thyroid, you've got to kick it out. And guess what? There is no gluten within keto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. So you, you kind of brought an important point about quality of food. So again, you know, with the keto diet, a lot of people are doing and looking at keto online and eating a lot of foods, you know, like cheeses and a lot of butters and other things, which personally I feel, you know, like is not the right way of doing the keto diet is an unhealthy way So mm -hmm. talk about, you know, like those things yes. so that people are aware of it, how to do a healthy keto diet. What I want to do first off is look at good quality protein. And I am a person, again, I'm, I'm very paleo-ish. I'm not doing dairy. Dairy is very inflammatory, right? Mm -hmm. um, dairy can be a trigger also for autoimmune issues. And we all know that obviously Hashimoto's is an autoimmune issue. So um, when I'm looking at keto, I'm looking at the good quality proteins and depending on each person, sometimes eggs are going to be another issue for autoimmune, right? And so we can, we can look at the huge spectrum of keto and then we can each like get nitpicky as to what is our trigger for our own issues. Right. But we're looking at the good protein, which is your beef, your, um, your, all of the, like the animal proteins, right. It's your eggs and all of that. Like I said, eggs can be an issue too. your chickens, your fish, your, um, like we've, I think we've covered it all right. Like your red meat. So whatever you're looking at that way, um, we have good quality vegetables. I am not a fan of kale. Surprise, surprise. Right. So I don't know if other people are talking about this, but kale can be quite a trigger for, especially for us with autoimmune issues. So we want lots of good quality veggies, nuts and seeds too are amazing. However, depending on who we are and what issues we're having with Hashi, like, but again, at the beginning, we're going to see, it's going to be so much better just to switch to a keto diet than to do your typical American diet. I'm going to just tell you that. And then you can deep dive in to figure out 
okay, are eggs a trigger for me or not? And like I said, dairy, I don't do dairy. Dairy is not a trigger for me, but I just choose not to do dairy. Right. And I agree with that. You know, I think even though dairy is not like trigger for some people, but still feel it's so inflammatory and there are yeah. good quality fats all available, you know, like you, you know, oh, yes. you rightly pointed out. And I think people are also worried about too much about nuts and seeds, according to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, there are some people who might be sensitive to lectins, but not everybody is, you know, yeah. and then I think just as you rightly said, just trying it out and see how your body does, you know, your body will tell you if they like it or not. Yeah. And it's good quality fats. It's not going to be your soybean oils. It's going to be things like coconut oil, your avocado oil. Um, you know, a little bit of butter or ghee is going to be okay, probably. And, you know, don't eat the whole stick of butter. But again, I'm that person that I want to see good quality of protein with a little bit of fat, because I mean, we can do like typical keto. Some people will be like 80 to 90% fat each day. And I always laugh with people because I'm, you know, I remember back in the day where people are chugging down MCT oil or making fat bombs. Right. And you know what? Here's here's the deal, ladies. Like, I got a fat bomb on my hip. I'd rather have my body like eating away at that fat than the fat bomb I just ate. Right. So let's if we really think of it, I want my body to tap into my own fat stores rather than eating the fat, like you know, the tub of peanut butter that some people will eat and call it keto. I know. <laughs> what do you do with people with like who are vegan or vegetarian? You know, like who wants to do keto? You know, any tips or any points you have for them? That's when you're going to be looking at like the nuts and seeds, right? And like how um, the good quality, you need to be able to really, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Vegans is going to be difficult, right? Yeah. I'm going to say it that way, right? Yeah. Um, vegetarians, at least we can kind of look at some other sources, depending on what type of vegetarian they are. Are we going to do a lot of fish or are they completely not doing that? Are we Can we do eggs or not? Mm -hmm. But um I mean, you can still do all of your stuff with the beans. You're going to have higher carbo carb counts, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough cookie, you know, like because mm -hmm. of all the clients and they said, okay, well, I'm vegan or vegetarian and I want to do keto. I was like, okay, you can do it, but definitely it is going to be tough. You know, you have it's to be good, very, yeah. very regimented and there will be very limited amount of food that is left on your plate, unfortunately, you know, there is no other choice. It is. And I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not an advocate of soy. Right. Like I'll be honest, especially because it's, you know, genetically modified. We know it wrecks the thyroid. There's so much stuff with that. And so I find a lot of vegetarians are doing so much tofu, so, so many like soy milk and all of that. And, um, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. And exactly. That's, that's the whole point, you know, like again, soy is again, a big like discussion point, you know, like some people are pro for it. Some people are not, some people are right in the middle. Oh, well, you know, you can eat fermented soy or organic soy. I think that's the big discussion and nobody has the right answer for it, uh, right. for it. But, you know, yes, again, vegan and vegetarian, if you are, keto makes it difficult, but it's still possible. You know, you can yeah. do it, but, you know, if you feel the right way of doing it. Yeah, you just got to do a little bit extra research and really, uh, uh, right. you're going to have to do a lot of planning. But it, I mean... It is possible. We have to plan regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, uh, I mean, except for the cyclical part of the keto... What other things that people do wrong when they're doing keto, you know, that, you know, most common mistakes that you have seen people making when they're doing on a keto diet. All right. So we're not getting enough electrolytes is what I would say. Right. Cause we start, um, that's when people will say we get the keto flu. I don't understand. I'm just dragging through my days. I don't feel like I'm getting into ketosis. Well, again, carbohydrates hold on to excess water. And so at the beginning, when we restrict that, we're going to lose a lot of it. So I always tell people, do not be afraid of good quality salt, like pink Himalayan salt, Celtic sea salt, a good way to get your electrolytes in to help 
um, not to retain water, but to replenish the electrolytes that we're losing. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see with people. And that's when they start to end up with the the feelings of fatigue or the headaches or something like the keto flu type symptoms that they get thrown in there. The other thing that people start cycling carbs too early, you know, it's that uh, kind of that old adage of like where we're all, um, we start our diet. We're like a day into it. We're like, all right, I deserve that cookie. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> we're looking at decades of bad eating habits. We've got to be able to be in ketosis for quite a while. And then we can start knocking ourselves out. So ladies, if you're starting keto this week and you're like, Hey, this is great. This is the week before my period. I just need to cycle my carbs right now. No, let's wait 30 days and let's see actually how you're doing in 30 days. Cause innately your body might say, Hey, you know what? I feel like I can do another month. So let's play, like play with that at that point. Or people are doing, like I said before, tons of fat, little bit of protein. So we really want to help make sure that we've got good quality of protein that's in there. And that way we've got it to build our muscles and, and everything else. Because again, if we've if we've been dealing with thyroid issues for a while, we might be having issues trying to put on muscle. You know what I mean? Like we just feel like we're always constantly gaining fat. Um, so we want to be able to give our body the building blocks so that way it can create what we want. So that nice lean muscle. Absolutely. So those are great things. Now you also mentioned something about intermittent fasting, you know, with yeah. the keto diet. So how do you kind of do those both together? Yeah. So intermittent fasting for people that are not familiar with it, it is basically it's fasting, right? Um, but between your meals. And so how you count that is like the very last bite of food that you take at night, your timer starts then. And then it goes until you start eating again. And why do we intermittent fast? Well, every time that you eat, regardless of what we're putting into our mouths, our blood sugar goes up and then it has to counteract and it has to go back down. Right. So your body through all of the hormonal cascade brings that blood sugar back down. So that's the reason we intermittent fast is to help normalize our blood sugar levels. I always start out again, simple, because there's a lot of people that are out there that are like, oh yeah, I get up and have a snack in the middle of the night. Like it wasn't my reality, but when I started having patients telling me that I'm like, okay, this is something we've got to actually work on. So I always tell people like, let's stop that. If, if that's what we're doing, there's no reason to be eating in the middle of the night. When we sleep is when we rest and repair. We want our body to be able to rest and repair. So you start the timer after you're done eating, like whether it's dinner and you're eating dinner at six o'clock, like I would say no more snacks that evening. Or if it's something for your relationship that you sit and have, you know, a bowl of popcorn with your spouse or whatever it is after dinner, like if it's keto popcorn or whatever it is, um, start it after that. Like, I don't want you to like ruin your relationships. So start that, that timer. And I always tell people we're going to take baby steps. Maybe it's 10 or 12 hours. Some people are like, that's what living should be. I'm like, well, we need to make those baby steps. If, if we are waking up in the middle of the night, then we need to stop that and go at least 10 to 12 hours without putting food in our mouth. Usually we're, we're sleeping the majority like of that, at least eight hours. It's probably so pretty easy. And then we can either skip breakfast or you can do breakfast. And then there's different times. You can go upwards of 16 hour time periods. There are a lot of men that will thrive on the one meal a day. So basically going to a 20 to a 22 hour fast, and then you have a two hour eating window to a four hour eating window. Women, we do not thrive on that. And I would not say to do that. Absolutely. So that makes again, absolute sense. You know, like a lot of females are afraid of intermittent fasting. And as you said, some of them are doing really, really longer fast. And uh, I also agree with that, that those longer last fast might not be the best choice for females, especially. Yeah. And I think at some point your body kind of, you know, just says time out. It's like, 
here's the reality of what's going on. Like if we're not feeding ourselves, because how much can, I think the, I think guys, like you guys could eat a whole lot more in a two hour time period or four hour time period than most women would. And so now if we're doing that one meal a day, we've cut our calories way down compared to what we should be eating. Right. And I think a lot of us, especially dealing with thyroid issues, we have cut our calories way too much because we're constantly like, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to lose weight. And we might not be eating enough. And so the fact is, is, is that we've got to be able to, again, have the right nourishment, build and nourish our body, but we might need a little bit longer time period to fill that in. And what I have seen so often now, and I said it on a podcast the other day, there's a lot of people that are justifying um, an eating disorder, calling it one meal a day. Right. So that's really, um, it's very brutal to say it that way, but I, I, I see it a lot. Like, Hey, I'm having, you know, my coffee and donuts for my, you know, I'm doing OMAD. I'm like, okay, so you're having 150 calories a day. Like that's called starvation or an anorexia. Yeah. So. No, I agree with that. You know, like, you know, we are just creating another kind of, you know, a uh, feeding problem over here, you know, starvation to the body, which might work for a very short amount of time, but in the long run, you know, your body's going to shut down, you know, like your body yeah. needs nutrients, you know, that's the bottom line to it. Yeah. And that's exactly what, you know, is what happened to me. Like I was skipping periods. Well, no wonder my body said, Lisa, you're not even feeding me hardly enough for you. Like I am going to make sure you never get pregnant. So of course, like it made my periods completely disappear. So you got to think of like how your body is reacting because your body reacts perfectly to the situations you have given it. Right. That's my whole, everything I've always said with a chiropractic, like our bodies are beautiful and it was responding perfectly to the situations we have given it. Right. Absolutely. Now, some females obviously with thyroid disorders also have problems with cholesterol problems because that's yeah. what, you know, the hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's brings with it. Mm -hmm. Have you seen with the keto, the cholesterol actually gets better or gets worse? No, actually we start seeing changes, right? Because it's the inflammation. It is the, the inflammatory aspect of the diet of why we're seeing those cholesterol levels. And so again, when we eliminate the trans fats, we eliminate the carbohydrates and the excess sugar out of the diet. We're going to see cholesterol levels normalize. Again, I want all the females to kind of, you know, listen to that part because, you know, each and every female always get concerned. Oh, my cholesterol is already high. It's just going to shot up. So my doctor told me not to do the keto diet. And I was like, mm -hmm. it should be the opposite. Don't worry, do the keto diet and you will see that your cholesterol, your, especially your bad cholesterol is going to go down. Yeah. And especially, I think people don't even understand that whole, I mean, you go back to the whole Ansel Keys and, and where cholesterol stem from and what happened with the sugar industry, right? Like the sugar industry was paid or the sugar industry paid the researchers to say that fat was bad, right? Like let's deep dive back into what happened, you know, how many decades ago we have been told a lot of lies here in the United right. States for a long time. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. So I'm I'm glad somebody's talking about it and, you know, we are doing it the right way and that's always the case. So I think we talked a little bit about like, you know, each and every point about ketos and things. So, I mean, you have a different approach to keto. So anything you want to share about the approach that how is it different, especially for, you know, like the thyroid patients about that, you know, approach that you have. Yeah. My little, my approach is literally, we've got to become aware. We have got to figure out how many carbs we're actually eating. Right. Because again, if we're eating 400 grams each day, like, and you don't know that, and you're going to jump in and do what Dr. Google told you to do for like 20 grams a day. Like, yeah, you're going to be miserable and you're going to give up and you're going to say, Hey, this didn't work. So we need to do it that way. So strategically finding that awareness, and then we need to strategically taper our carbs. 
So I don't do it cold turkey with people. And then we need to be able to cycle our carbs too. So that's my little three-prong approach and really for each woman. So that way we can be become fat adapted where we are in ketosis and we're out of ketosis. Awesome. I think that's great. So I think what I learned is that first of all, make sure you are measuring your carbs, you know, then, you know, doing a taper and then also measuring your ketones, you know, which you mentioned before, you know, it's also mm -hmm. important to know how much ketosis you are in and what kind. Yes, I agree. That's great. Wonderful. That's a great approach. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to kind of nail down so many myths, which were around keto diet and kind of figured out how it is the best way of doing the keto diet. So thank you for sharing all that information. Well, thank you. Uh, any parting words or anything else we have not covered about the keto that you want to share with? You know, I just want like to give the encouragement to everybody that's out there because it might seem daunting, but I know at the other end of this, you will be so proud of of everything that you've accomplished. You'll be able to see that your antibody numbers are lower, um, that your thyroid numbers are all functioning better and that you just have the energy to get through the day. I think in the end, everybody wants that. So that's great. exactly so, what we're all looking for, right? <laughs> yes. So tell us about the folks, where they can find you. Yeah. DrLisaO.com. So DrLisaO.com. I have a keto blueprint over there if they want to go and grab that too. Oh, that's, I'm sure that's a great resource. Thank you for sharing that. And again, thank you so much for sharing all this information and knowledge. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Wonderful. Take care. Bye-bye.